1: Welcome to the last Talking Giants Player Profile Preview. Today we got Eli Manning. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with Danny King. Saved, maybe not the best for last, but the most well-known guy on the New York Giants, Eli Manning, the QB for the past 15 years. Probably the last time we'll get to say that going into week one. Danny, how you doing? How you feeling about going in on Uh, Mr. Eli Manning
0: you can also probably add the most controversial for last because Eli he he, there's either there's two sides to Eli people there's the people that love him and the people that hate him so yeah I mean I'm doing good and I I, it was right to save Eli for last to be the grand finale but yeah this could be the last time we see Eli Manning starting for the Giants this year
1: yeah and I, I think we all expect that and it's it's weird because you know I've obviously been high on Daniel Jones and have been pushing for Daniel Jones like crazy. But Eli's still my guy. Eli's still the guy from my childhood. And I kind of thought, like, oh, I'll never, like, like a player like I do with, you know, Eli because he was, you know, drafted while I was in seventh grade. Uh, you know, no, I don't have a player in basketball, you know, once Jason Kidd retired, like, that was the end of it. And hockey, Marty Brody, you know, like, you, those guys from your childhood, those will always be your favorite players. You'll, you like – There's obviously guys that you like more than others, but you don't have, like, the guy as you become an adult. And Daniel Jones has kind of become that guy. I mean, I I guess it's just because I'm rooting for him so hard. But when Eli does decide to go, and when this all ends, as much as I'll be excited for Daniel Jones, it will be really weird to know that, listen, this guy that has been my QB for 15 years, if there's one thing I knew is that Eli Manning was going to trot out there, it's going to be really weird, man. It's going to be sad. Um, I, I'll probably cry that day and, and watch Eli Manning videos for like five, six hours straight. It'll be a weird day, but uh, having Daniel Jones will, will make it a little easier.
0: No, yeah, I'm with you. Obviously, they'll probably do any if Eli's willing to, they'll do like a huge press conference. Uh, e- e- Eli, I have no doubt, like, while we'd say Michael Strahan's jersey should be retired, no one will ever wear the number 10 again. Well, not, not no one is wearing 92. Eli's man of jersey will 100% be retired, I feel like. And that's going to be a ceremony I'm going to want to be at. But no, I'm with you. It will be sad the day Eli finally leaves. Even though people hate him, people will still be sad because, like, he was an iron man for this team. He started... 16 games basically his whole career, so it, uh, yeah, it'll be sad when he goes. But having Daniel Jones and him being under the tutelage of Eli, it should make this uh hand it over the torch hopefully easier. Since Daniel has one of the best tutors in the game right now,
1: yeah. I mean, I mean, like, especially with the Andrew Luck news, it kind of makes you appreciate him a little more of what he's able to do to be able to trot out there every single game. And There's not like he there wasn't times when he didn't have injuries, I remember. In fact, the year that uh, he won his first Super Bowl, he hurt himself against the Cowboys week one. And it was like, Eli's going to be out for four weeks. And so at that time, we didn't realize the Iron Man, or at least I hadn't realized like what kind of Iron Man Eli Manning was going to be. But he like went and played and went and played every single game besides the Geno Smith game, which I even hate bringing up. But every game since then, like it's, It's pretty wild to see, like, for him to be at least good enough. And, you know, we we will criticize him in this episode, um, not, like, overly, but there is some uh, criticisms of him that are fair. But nonetheless, like, it's nice having him as solid as he is. And this seems like this this year it's going to be one last hurrah. Hopefully it's, you know, him going off into the sunset and not being pulled for Daniel Jones because of bad play. But nonetheless, I think as Giants fans, we should kind of, like, like, just just soak it in every time he does start a game, and I think Eli's gonna do that as well. Danny,
0: no, he'll 100% soak it in. He, he'll he'll he just has this different, like, uh, like attitude around him. He's always has a good attitude, but he just seems more grateful than ever, knowing that he has his opportunity to be the Giants that they've given him. They're like, hey, this is still your team to go out and charge. And I'm few, Like I'm hoping he starts the whole season, and then just at the end of this year, he hangs up the cleats, and it just goes over to Daniel Jones. I don't want anything ugly. I don't want this relationship to be sour. So, yeah, we're going to critique Eli in this episode because, yeah, I mean, as much as we say we love Eli, he still has his flaws. Yes, he's been in the league for like 15 years, but Eli, he, he that's why we love Eli. He could be good, or he could be very bad. You just don't know what you get with Eli, but I'm not— uh, yeah, seeing Andrew Luck retire, just knowing everything Eli's gone through to stay healthy, keep his mind right, and he just keeps trying to improve every year. Like this year, he worked out with the pitching coach to improve his velocity. It's those things. He he never stops. He always wants to be a better version of Eli, and that's not nothing different this year.
1: Yeah, so let's let's take a look at at twenty eighteen. Sixty six percent on his uh, completion percentage. Four thousand three hundred yards. Twenty one touchdowns. Eleven. Interceptions, uh, his yards per temp was 7.5, which was his highest um, since 2011, actually. Um, that's kind of wowing. But there was the stats aren't bad, and the offense was good at times. but I would say I wasn't happy with these last year because there was times when it mattered where he was checked down city and he wasn't holding on to the ball. Now a lot of that has to do with offensive line play. I get that. I really do. Like there was times where it's like the offensive line play is horrible. But it did seem like that Eli Manning had kind of made a decision like I'm not going to get destroyed all year. I'm going to get the ball out as quick as possible and I'm not going to take hit after hit after hit.
0: Oh yeah, this offensive line was horrific to watch and he had like the most like I think he led the NFL in sacks in the first however many games up until the bye week. So Yeah, he had all the right in the world to be mindful of himself because look what happened to Andrew Luck. He had a horrible offensive line in front of him. He's now retired from the league because the Colts didn't give him a good offensive line. The Giants attempted to get him a good offensive line, but they just didn't get the right players. And so, yeah, I mean, he had his highest completion percentage of his career last year. And the pass yards, as you said, the most is twenty eleven. It wasn't awful, but as you said, the the Dallas Cowboys game, yes, can you test that to the offensive line? Yes, but it was still a check down after check down in that Indianapolis Colts game. He had the two he had to lead a 2-minute drive. He failed to do so. So, yes, he he had showed some good things last year, but he also still showed some flaws even with a quality off at the line from, him, especially in that Colts game. So, and I still oh, sorry. There no. was
1: bad like you said, there was bad moments like The Titans game. Like Titans yeah. game, he took chances and they were like dumb chances. Yeah, like he was making some really like just crazy throws, and it was in the rain. And, and you know, we ended up getting shut out in that game. But it was like Eli played really bad in that game. Like he just, I don't know, he just was like sling, he was slinging the ball, but it was like like bad throws. So I get like, and then a lot, you know, a lot of people oversimplify it. Like go deep. It's like, well, you just can't go deep. Like you can't just do that. Um, And teams ran a lot of cover two against the Giants. And when you run cover two and you can get to the QB quick, well, that's why cover two is still in the NFL, because it works. And that's what teams like Dallas did. Some other teams did that. But uh, nonetheless, it, it just it wasn't a great season out of Eli, but it also wasn't as bad as people made it out to be.
0: No, yeah, like I'm just looking at the at his uh, sack numbers up until the San Francisco game. It was two, six, four, three, one, four, 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 seven. The guy could not stand up because he was just getting bum rush every second. And as you said, he was the thing was like he knew Odell was on the team, and as good as an Odell Odell talent was, sometimes maybe it almost felt like it was detrimental to this team because Eli he wouldn't go through his progressions like he usually would. He if someone's coming, he would just fire it off right at Odell and sometimes it didn't work. A play that stood out to me was, uh, I believe, the Carolina Panthers game. He threw, like, he stared down the safety as he was looking on a, a route for Sterling Shepherd. He threw, and it was picked off. So, he, he, yeah, he had his moments, but there was also tons of bad as well. But once he off the line improved, his, his stats went up with it as well. Like, in the Indianapolis game, he was 25 for 33. Uh, in this uh, t- Philadelphia game in which they lost, it was, he was 26 for 37. So, he he showed everything that he 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 is still a capable quarterback at this level i 100% believe that he in this preseason he showed he could still make these throws and he's throwing this ball with more speed now All this year if the with the offensive line being good and they should be able to establish a good run game then this will open up more of the play action evan ingram who should be healthy and should hopefully be a contributor he'll it everything is set up perfectly for Elat to succeed this year but can he just take it and run with it
1: yeah, and he had 47 sacks last year. That's, like, unbearable. And he had some other years where the sacks are high, but 47 was the highest by eight, where in 2013 he had 39. And I think 25 sacks is, like, a good number for, like, an offensive line. Um, that's a little over, that's like, you know, like, a little over one and a half per game, where last year it was three per game. Um, there was four seasons where he had 25 sacks or less. One was 20, uh, 2006 when the Giants went 8-8, eight and eight, not great. The next was 16 sacks in 2010, which is just amazing. And then they went 10-6 and six that year. Uh, the next time was in 2012, where they had 19. They went 9-7. and seven. The other time was in 2016, the year we went to the playoffs under Ben McAdoo, 21. Uh, that team went in 11-5. and five. So, like, no losing records when he has 25 sacks or less. And the offensive line this year is improved. They should be around that number, hopefully less. But – there's no excuses for Eli this year. We, you know, obviously, Odell was lost, but I think we all know that, like, you don't need elite wide receivers to be a good, a good offense in the NFL. How, how many times do we see the Super Bowl champ or the, or the best offense in the NFL doesn't have that guy? I guess the Chiefs did have Tyreek Hill last year, so that kind of pits a little pin in the balloon. But nonetheless, the offensive line is the best it's been since the Super Bowl teams. The uh, at Saquon Barkley. They were great in play, like Eli's great in play action. The offense, even last year's bad offensive line was good in play action. So imagine how much better it's going to be this year. Um, you know, you got hopefully a healthy Evan Ingram. Um, you got two tight ends in Simonson and Allison, who you can trust and, and establish run game and also can run decent routes. So everything is in place for Eli to have a good year this year. So if it doesn't happen right off the bat, like there's, there's no excuses for Eli.
0: That That's the thing, like, Daniel Jones, well, Eli knows that he, he's on a short leash, like, when he had Laletta and Davis, Eli, did, he knew that these guys weren't the answer, so, while well, he still played his hardest, he didn't have to worry about someone like that, but then he had to actually worry about Frachino Smith that one game, but now with Daniel Jones, the Giants, and Pat Shermer are not afraid to put Daniel Jones in it, let him run with it. And as you said, like teams have not had good wide receivers at one. The Patriots, they, yes, do they have like big name guys? Yeah. But none of them are like blowing people out of the water. Danny Amendola. Yeah, he was good, but nothing amazing. Julian Elliman, arguably their best wide receiver. And heck last year, the Patriots, they lost Josh Gordon, a player that they wanted to rely on heavily. So, uh, yeah, there's no reason for Eli not to succeed this year. The offensive line is one of the best in the league right now. At least that's our, our expectations. He has quality wide receivers. Yes, he lost Golder-Tate to Tate to four-game suspensions, but you still got Sterling Shepard. Uh, cody latimer benny fowler who he should feel comfortable with it's just up to them to make i'm not worried about benny fowler i'm more worried about cody Latimer than anything and then as you said saquon barkley Th- there's re- there's no excuse for eli to fail this year uh unless something goes wrong on the offensive line eli should have all the time in the world to make these throws and make good reads so i, I have high expectations for eli and he he's 38 i mean Yeah, you get. Oh, but Tom Brady is making these amazing plays at the age of like forty-one or forty. So, but Tom Brady is a different beast. He's not. Tom Brady is something else. Eli Manning is Eli Manning, but he could still make the same throws that Tom Brady does sometimes, if not better than Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, and he's still got the arm strength. Which is the past three years going into the season, uh, going into camp. My mind as a Giants fan was, hopefully, that arm didn't fall off. Because it happens it happened to Favre. it happened to his brother Peyton it happened even even like Brady you, you, you can tell he doesn't have the arm strength that he once had um, and I think it's like more significant than people think he just has a great decision maker that you know he, he can make up for it and, and he's kind of changed his play style a little bit um, breeze you can tell on his deep balls last year even though he had like a close to an MVP season like he, he didn't have that same arm uh, so it's kind of it was like was it, when's that arm gonna fall off? When's that arm gonna fall off? And going like going into the past few years as well, it's like yeah, we got a lot of talent on this team, but can this offensive line like it be average? And it hasn't been. So, uh, I, basically, what I'm saying is like he like he said, there's no excuse for this uh, this season. Um, and he's looked good in preseasons, which is nice. You know, it's only been three drives. But nonetheless, uh, it's been two, uh, you know, point scoring drives. One was, uh, you know, he had won a pass attempt. That was a check down to, to Simonson. But he's looked good in the preseason, which in past years he didn't look good in the preseason. So with Pat, a second year in Pat Shermer's offense, all these contributing factors, having Daniel Jones behind him, he should have a good year. How much do you think Daniel Jones behind him, like, changes the way he attacks on the football field, Danny?
0: Oh, it will change how he thinks 100%. Because as I said, he he definitely knew Liletta and uh, Davis Webb are not the answers. He's seen Daniel Jones in the preseason. He sees the hype he's brought to the team, and he sees the coaches praising him. I think Eli, as we said last year, we think he, he made the decision that he's going to play it safe this year. I feel like this year Eli's going to take a few more risks than he usually would. Maybe he would stand more in the pocket. If someone's coming around him, usually Eli's on the ground, not even bothering. Maybe this time he'll step up and make a few more of these dangerous throws. So I believe he will 100% be making uh, these dangerous decisions. And, I mean, as you said, his preseason stats have been good. I mean, minus that first game in which he went one for one for three yards, that, that was more of the offense getting the jitters out. But other than that, like the Bengals game was extremely, extremely impressive. He went four for eight, 41 yards. While, but let's also, you might be thinking like, oh, but that's not impressive. Cody Latimer had two drops, one of them was a touchdown. He he made good throws on that drive as well. So I, I'm not nervous for Eli based off the preseason. He he he's he's shown he's got it, and the velocity thing, it's it's shown, especially that Bengals game, that throw in which he just lasered a bullet the Cody Latimer's that pitching coach was probably one of the smartest thing Eli's done. And I feel like I say this every year for Eli Manning, he just looks to be in better shape this year than he has in previous years. Maybe that's just me thinking that, but I, Daniel Jones, he knew that he would have to, this is going to be the best version of Eli Manning we've got in years because he could lose his starting job at any point, really with Daniel Jones right there.
1: Let's talk about that. Do you think they'll have a quick trigger? If we're one and three, or one and two, or zero and three, some kind of combination like that, and Eli's not playing good, you know he's he's not. I'm not saying he has to be like throwing like four or five interceptions a game, but he's he's playing. Let's say he's playing like he did last year to start the first three games. Do you think they pull that trigger quick? Because part of me, I think they should pull that trigger quick, because this those first four games are very winnable games. I think. Maybe I'm being biased, but the Giants definitely should be favored in three of those four. And then with Zeke out, you can say four of those four. Um, I'm not ready to say that they should be favored against the Cowboys, but I, I do think they will win that Cowboys game. So I think that trigger should be pulled quick. If we're not doing good in those first three to four games, I think you can't throw the season away and wait and wait and wait till week nine to put Daniel Jones in. Um so I, I understand the respect, but I think Eli understands as well. It's like this, just this organization has showed you a lot of respect, minus the whole Ben McAdoo, Geno Smith saga. That I think, I, I think Eli would understand. Like, listen, like it's not. This isn't going the way, This season isn't starting the way we wanted. We got to move to this kid, Daniel Jones. Now, um, you know, maybe maybe they even think I don't know. But I, I think that trigger. I think the leash should be as short as ever
0: uh the giants have two divisional games in the month of september two huge ones so if we're all in three like if he struggles in that buccaneers game i i want daniel jones in for this redskins game because we cannot fall behind on this division especially with this easy schedule because got teams like the cardinals like they're they're not gonna be good uh detroit matt patricia who knows what they're gonna be so this schedule is very winnable it very much is packers at a first-year head coach yeah, Eli's on as you said he's on the short he's on a short lease. like they're basically already like choking up on Eli right now so he has until till the Buccaneers game if he can't get this team on track in that Buccaneers game take him out put Daniel Jones in and just see how it goes for the rest of the year if Daniel Jones struggles th- then put Eli back in at that point but actually no no. Don't, well, if we're winning at that point and Daniel Jones is struggling, then I would maybe want Eli back in because he has that clutch in his body. But if we're just stinking, just keep well, Daniel Jones in, even if he's stinking as well. Just keep That's going. the
1: thing, Danny. Once you go to Jones, there's no yeah. going back. There yeah, is no going back. Yeah. That's why I think – that's why I'm kind of worried that they'll have a very long lease with Eli, and they will wait until, like, we're out of playoff contention. But Let's ask that question, though. Do you think Daniel Jones starts a game this year? Do you think Eli starts all 16?
0: Hmm, see that's so tough because I I'm, I'm going to say
1: and this is the first year where that question answers what you think of this team. So like I've kind of been battling, like what do I think is going to happen? Um I don't it's a, know. It's a, it's a, it's a tough it's, one. I, like... I think like I said before, I think the first 4 weeks tell the whole story but I'm going to just for the sake of optimism that I think we will do the good, those first four games. And I think we have, a. don't think it's even like Eli is going to be great. I think it's a very easy schedule. And so I'm going to just say Eli's going to play all 16 games. Although I'm not saying that with a whole lot of confidence.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm with you. I think Eli's going to play all 16 games because I feel like the Giants are under the impression while Daniel Jones is good. if, if you Eli can take this team to the playoffs, he he could help this team go on a magical run. So. They could keep him in for far too long and just possibly throw away the season, or maybe like you like an example, maybe they'll be like the Mets. Like people thought the Mets would be like sellers at the trade deadline, but then instead they Don't became. do ever bo-
1: compare the Giants I, to your Mets.
0: But it, it makes sense because they became buyers like at the, the trade. Day. Hey, hey, all right, we're going to the playoffs. All right, do we're I have champions. that confidence anymore? No, but
1: yeah, like, you can go to the playoffs. We're gonna win championship.
0: <laughs> no, but like the, the Giants may think that Eli can go on a magical run And maybe they'll be like Eli can do this, Eli can do this, but maybe that's more of John Mara's thinking. Maybe Pat Shermer and Dave Gellman like look at each other like, all right, this guy could cost us our jobs. We're putting Daniel Jones in, whether he likes it or not. I I feel like this. The John, I feel like Pat Shermer and Dave Gelman are not going to be the type of guys to have Mara involved in these decisions. Like they'll just put Daniel Jones in, and Mara, Mara will be like, oh, how come I wasn't aware of this? Like John Mara, he, I'm not. I'm more of a fan of Steve Tisch because he's more of that owner that understands the coaches and play and the GM's decisions. He's more of that team guy. While John Mayer doesn't want the bad PR coming to the Giants, so I'm going to say Eli starts all 16 games. But uh, I'm you. I'm not saying that's a whole lot of confidence because Pat Shermer and Dave Gellman are two very unpredictable guys that they, uh, they could change their mind at any point this season.
1: Yeah, it's. It's going to be interesting, and like you said, John Mayer shouldn't be involved with the decision at all. Um, especially like okay, yeah, if if they're making that call within like you know going into a game, I'm fine with them like letting him know first. And I don't think John Mayer would ever shut that down. I really, I I don't I don't believe that at all. But I also what I don't like about you know what John Mayer said a couple weeks ago, where he's like, "I'd like to be informed." It's like, well, then like like obviously they've had this decision more clear cut. But if it's mid-game, like, say they want to throw Daniel Jones in at halftime or, or something like that, then that's when it's like, well, we're supposed to talk to Mayor about this. That's when it becomes a problem. Um, so, I mean, obviously, we don't know what all those conversations have been said behind closed doors. Um, and I don't I don't know. I don't think they would go to him, to Jones at halftime at Eli struggle. But nonetheless, I, I expect... Eli to play well this season. Do I, do I think he's going to light up and have an MVP season? No. But I think with this schedule, I think we have the possibility to start off strong and contain that throughout the year. And with a good offensive line and an Eli with more confidence and more willingness to take hits and throw the ball downfield, I think it could be a really good year and a playoff year for the Giants. So, yeah, I, I expect good things out of Eli. And, It'll it'll be sad that next year he won't be on this player profile projection list, most likely.
0: But see, I'm going to ask this, though. While I don't think this should happen, and I I don't want it to happen, if Eli has a good year, I think the Giants may even offer him an extension just because they're the Giants. Do you think they could do that if Eli has a good year?
1: Do what? uh, Are you talking about extending Eli?
0: Yeah, contracts extension. I, I don't. I think, it's,
1: I think that it's known that Eli, you're done after this year with the Giants. His, he doesn't have a contract. They want to move on with Daniel Jones. Um, it's like even like like Brett Favre went to the NFC Championship game, and it's like okay, we got to we got to do something with the San Rogers kid. His his contract is going to expire soon. So I I really think that I don't think there's Eli can do any. I don't think Eli can do anything this year to come back. I really don't, and I don't think, I think that he understands that he, I think he's made the decision that he's going to retire up this year. I really do. That's not like some inside information. I think if the Giants win the Super Bowl, Eli, like, I, I think Eli's retiring at the end of this year. I don't think there's anything that could change that. is obviously not going to go do like a, a retirement tour and, you know, announce it before the season, but I just don't think there's anything that can stop Eli from retiring this year. I really don't. I, I don't think Eli's back on this team next year, no matter what.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't want them to extend Eli, because, as you said, Daniel Jones is right there.
1: Even if yeah. Eli has a great year with the Super Bowl, I don't want yeah. them to bring Eli back. I think it's time to move forward with, with Daniel Jones.
0: Uh, yeah, even, even if Eli won the Super Bowl, I think he's like, all right, I'm going to, as like Payton said, he's going to like crack a cold one and just walk off into the sunset.
1: Yeah. I'm just saying that, though. Like, that is, like, looking ahead to the season. Like that, my mindset would probably be totally different after that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So like, I, it's not I don't, don't hold me to that opinion, but I, I think it's just, I believe Eli has decided that he's done after this year.
0: Yeah. It, it's, people are talking about, oh, Eli Mann is getting traded to the Colts. One, the Colts, I guarantee you don't want Eli. And two, Eli, he wants to end his career with the Giants. If anything, if Eli would want to go anywhere, it would want to be with Tom Coughlin, but he, Tom Coughlin's not the coach down in Jacksonville. So uh, he wants to end his career with the Giants. His family is settled up here in New Jersey and Long Island. So uh, he's done. After, I'm with you. I think he's done after this year. He he. It's a silent uh, farewell tour for Eli. He's not going to be that type of guy to go out there like, oh, well, I'm retiring after this year. He just wants the, everything to be focused about the team and the game. And that's why I like Eli. It's not all about him. It's It's a team game for Eli. He wants everyone to succeed. And that's why we all have the love and affection for Eli.
1: Definitely, and uh, like I said, I'm gonna cry when it's when it's over. All right, that wraps up player profile projections until 2020. It's been a grind, starting with Sterling Shepherd and Grant Haley, all the way to here. I mean, we have talked about well a lot of players. I guess what 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 is it like, like 50 or something? We did a lot of players. Yeah, yeah, it
0: it was it was a grind. Basically, every day we're talking about someone new.
1: They're fun. But there was a lot of times like, I really don't want to record tonight. Oh, especially yeah. talking about our backup middle linebacker. <laughs> I just don't feel like doing it. Um, it was, it was a,
0: Especially when we lost that Nick Gates footage and we had to talk about him again. I was like, oh my lord, I want this to be over.
1: <laughs> yeah, so as much as they're fun to do, I'm, I'm glad they're over. Every episode from here on out will be more team-driven. Until next year, though. So until tomorrow, folks... Big game tonight. Maybe the last time we see Daniel Jones. Let's go, big blue.